What does the next decade hold for the private wealth industry? That's the topic we'll be discussing today on this episode of the Take 15 series. Hi, I'm John Bowman with CFA Institute, and I'm joined today by Sebastian Dovey. Sebastian is a managing partner with Scorpio Partnership, where he's responsible for the development and the execution of strategic recommendations. Sebastian, thanks for joining us. Good to have you. Sebastian, I, I believe I've heard you say that part of the reason you started Scorpio Partnership uh, was that you wanted to get into the minds of the wealthy client, to actually understand the anthropology of the wealthy client. Tell us a little bit about your observations, your research that led you to this conviction. I, it all, all began um, before I launched Scorpio Partnership with my main partner. We were financial journalists and uh, we were based in uh, both uh, Hong Kong and New York and London and we, we, we saw that the wealth industry really didn't understand what their customers wanted. We, we kind of got to the sense that actually the industry really didn't know why it had a business. And um, we thought that the fundamental gap was that they needed to get better knowledge of the millionaire in order to understand where it is that they were going to be buying things next. And that was really the, the genesis of, of the idea. And we took that idea into developing a business that's now become a market leader of customer research um, with millionaires and billionaires. And we use that insight to help our financial institutions essentially make um, better decisions um, and develop better products and services that can delight their clients and allow their clients to feel that they're paying for something that's worth their money. Um, and that, that, that's got to be a good thing for everyone. And, and that's, that makes us feel fulfilled as well. Great. So uh, along that journey, maybe tell us a little bit about some of what you learned. Any particular surprises or highlights of what you learned about what the client wants? Yeah, there, 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 there are lots of different things. I think the first thing that we learned um, in this journey was how receptive um, the high net worth customer was and is to being asked for their opinion on their relationships in financial services. They're incredibly um, open and in fact many times they were very relieved um, about the fact that their opinions were being asked. So that was, that was the first thing and I think the industry had to get used to that. The, the second thing that became much more apparent as we got deeper into understanding the hearts and minds of the clients was how, how lonely um, wealthy people felt. Um, and often we were being asked the questions of, you know, am I different? Am I, you know, what, what is it like? What, what, other, what are other people saying? Uh, and this was from individuals that might be based in Adelaide or based in New York. And the same question appeared time and time again. So we started to investigate, and we do now a lot of that, understanding the behavior patterns um, to find consistency. So when I get asked about differences from market to market, we've actually seen a lot of consistency about these sort of really base emotions. So that was the second thing about this loneliness. And then the third thing, which is really bringing it right back up to date, was the industry's acceptance. Uh, levels. Uh, in the early years, there was a lot of um, uh, resistance to the idea that the client was going to talk about their financial matters. And then there was, a, uh, I suppose, a, a fear about finding out what they felt. Um, and we're now into the acceptance stage um, uh, for the industry where it is actually accepted that they have um, value to um, receive from the information from client inside. Um, we're now probably moving into the stage where well, what are we going to do about it? How can we make um, use of this insight to improve our businesses and essentially grow alongside our clients? That, that's been part of the journey. 
So in the meantime, as we think a bit more broadly about the dynamics of the client-advisor relationship as you, as you went upon this discovery journey, uh, what are some of the other cross-cultural influences on the client, some other competitive forces that in parallel have started to shape and influence the, that relationship? The, 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 the way that the financial markets have, have assumed that the cultural differences are in play with wealthy individuals um, is, is one that we've always had to um, analyze. There have been some assumptions that have been proven to be not very as strong. Um, you know, the, the differences between one community, well, let's just say for argument's sake, an Asia-based client versus a European-based client. Um, there have historically been decisions made at, at, at business level from private banks and wealth managers on those assumptions of an Asian-based client like certain types of product and services more or less than a European. The insight doesn't back that up. And in fact, also the insights beginning to show that there are different requirements. In fact, ironically now, the Asian client today is more like the European client that we used to get described as, um, you know, wanting in terms of product and services. Um, I think the other side of the, the evolution of, of cultural differences is, and, and where it's helping the, the industry go is you can now begin to see some quite uh, distinct patterns of um, requirement on goals. So when we interview high net worth individuals at certain levels of age and wealth and, and sort of stage in their quote-unquote career, um, this goals-based uh, wealth planning is becoming much, much more important. This was a phenomenon that was very well discovered and well delivered to in the U.S., but is only beginning to be understood and delivered to outside the U.S. These are, these are really sort of significant things in terms of what we have now is evidence to support decisions, whereas in the past... Most financial institutions didn't really even seem to have the evidence or even consider the evidence to be useful. Um, but they found that they've made some pretty bad financial mistakes by not paying attention to the evidence. And how about the digital and social media revolution? Mm -hmm. Has that influenced, has that infiltrated the, the ultra high net worth mm -hmm. business yet? It's, um, it, it is right now um, in, in the sense that it's very much a, the topic of the day. There is a risk even for a business in our position that you know, we could be seen as approaching a fad um, of this type of topic. Having said all of that, it's not. It's, it's a very real issue about how you utilize digital to make a wealth management model even more valuable to the client. All of the research that we've done so far in this space shows that the wealthier the client, the more digital they are, but specifically the more digital they are in their interaction with finance. This is a counterintuitive statement to many in the industry who assume that the wealthier you are, the less digitally engaged you are because you're doing other things like being on your boat, your plane, or your yacht. In fact, when you're on your boat, your plane, or your yacht, you want to be under 3G or 4G, and you want to be connected to your bank. Um, and that's the difference, and that's what we need to get better at in this industry is understanding how to connect to clients anywhere, anytime. That delivers value. Great. So if we bring this all together with some of those market influences, competitive forces, and ultimately, as we, as we started with, what you've learned about the client itself. If you're counseling our viewers or if you're hiring an advisor today, what is the modern competency profile? What is the modern list of priorities that today's advisor needs to be most comfortable with? Well, I'm going to say something that sounds a bit strange based on everything that I have just said. In a way, some of the techniques and skills that have always been in the industry uh, in terms of good relationship skills, good empathy skills, 
good sensitivity towards client issues, which were there before and, um, and have been delivered very well before, are still things that are very important today. Clearly technical skills around financial markets. What's different now is that um, we need relationship managers, we need to see relationship managers coming to the industry have a much more conscious level about what's commercially valuable um, and where in their sort of engagement with clients they should be charging and where they shouldn't. Um, and many of the things that the industry used to not charge for, like the advice at the beginning, is actually what's incredibly valuable and what needs to be put at the front of the proposition and paid for so that the industry can continue to thrive. So we want people that are, in a way, subject experts in that sort of engagement process, um, more so than just being pure financial markets technicians. Um, the other thing that I think is important is that the individuals need to be better equipped to understand how to use data, data around their customers, not just for individual customers, but for their entire client book. Uh, be better managers of information. And that's um, maybe something that the industry has not invested enough in, but certainly something that the industry is investing in right now. Great. Well, understanding the hearts and minds of your clientele, bringing anthropology to finance. Sebastian, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. And thank you for joining this episode of the Take 15 series. Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.